Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more thinking, time for thinking again. World has changed so very much what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, 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 Let it be. you know, on what is it that you say to 
people who lost someone, whether it's one of your own loved ones, whether it's a friend. What do you say to someone who lost someone? And not only that, but what's happening with our babies? You know what I mean? Our youth, our children. What's going on with them? We have to have this dialogue, you know, so that we can figure out a solution to this problem of what's occurring with our youth and society today. You know what I mean? So, again, this is On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Controversy, and I'd like to introduce to you Mr. Automatic Charismatic from Viper Network Online Radio as well. You know what I mean? So, Automatic, how's it going, brother? Oh, it's going fine, man. I'm, I'm very excited about doing this show. And, yes, uh, we do, you know, we do have that question of how do we, like, really tell somebody, you know, like when we get sitting in our condolences and, you know, about doing better for, our, um, you know, like our children. And, you know, there's too much uh, violence out here. Absolutely. I agree. I definitely agree. So before we even start, right, why don't you tell the people how they can actually follow you, find out. Tell them about your radio network, Viper Radio. You said it's an acronym. What does Viper stand for? Uh, It says for Vehicle, Intellectual, Poetry, Entertainment, Radio. You have the network. I have uh, GW. I have other radio shows on Viper, Uh, my GWSC uh VIP backstage fast. Um I have uh, Go Hard, Go Home, I have VP, have others others. Uh they'll be on full full time. Um and everything is brought to you by Boss Dynasty Family, Boss's acronym, which is um is best outstanding selective shows. That's what Boss stands for. So, okay. uh, yeah, I'm very excited to kick the um, to kick the season off. If you want to check out some uh, old shows, you go on VPE on Blog Talk, or you go on Viper and uh, check out some shows that um, that I've done. Um, and I have a team coming together, and um, I'm very very excited about uh, the shows that uh, Viper. We as uh, Viper are going to bring to the listening audience. Okay, that's what's up. So, what what are, what are your um your your shows normally about? So that the uh, people you know know. Well, well I have shows for vehicle knowledge. Um, working on a show for uh, a race car, a racing show, racing uh, information. All the gearheads, uh, wonderful poultry, poultry week, which is VPE. Um, then I have uh, go hard, go home. It's mainly like I got shows like Notorious uh, Gangster Par- Paradise, which yeah. talks about all the old gangsters, and then you'll hear from other people who knew about the gangsters, and. Um, and just uh, I have a show called Back in the Day Flavor. If you check on PPE, 
uh, I did a show about good times, and you can hear about some clips of good times. And we talk talk about old shows. Uh, you know, we talk about um, any any type of show. Uh, what's happening? Just uh, bringing back those old and old music, old school music with the old school show. So just got a lot of variety of hot shows coming on the radio. That's what's up. That's what's up. So we also got DJ Chill in the building. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So tonight we want to talk about our babies, Operation Save Our Babies. What's, what's, what's going on, man? Talk to me about what's going on with our youth, man. What do you think or see happening within our culture and our people? Well, our youth right now is losing their mind because they just trying to fall. Wait, 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 DJ Phil. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking to automatic right now. Okay. I got you. I, got you. I call. I call on you. Soon as I'm ready for you, DJ Phil. I, I need automatic to answer that. Though. I I think that you know our youth is just being terrorized, especially like in the school system, and then. Uh, the justice, the injustice system sets a bad example, like Nicholas Cruz shooting at 17 kids, and he's not getting the guilty plea. So what you're saying is that, okay, it's okay that you shot 17 kids uh, and parents who worry about their children, and it's okay, you're not going to face any consequences. You know? Um, And the sad story of Anaya Day Garrett. Uh, when, let's just face it, fathers don't get the credit that they deserve at times. These great fathers, you know, like a lot of times when you have Mother's Day, okay, women celebrated, then the woman won't be celebrated again on Father's Day when they're great fathers because the world tries to just uh, recognize just mothers. But we have a constant, we have an example of Anaya Day's dad who wanted custody and did not get custody. The issue is that Child Protective Services need to step up when you have all kinds of red flags that are happening in the household. And if the, and if the child is coming for uh, help, then they should go ahead and investigate what's going on. The problem is that they're not, uh, they're taking that sweet time. They're not going, they're not uh, investigating as fast as they need to investigate because you got to think about a child. A child is very tender. A child cannot take too many hits and too many bruises. They need to go ahead and uh, not just investigate, but if they do see uh, the bruises and stuff like that, they need to act on it. They need to act on it quickly. Like this child's life is um, is on the line. Hmm. Wow. Uh, I, I, I hear that. Um, so as far as DJ Chill, you you can answer that as well. What do you feel about the, the youth today and what's happening with them? 
DJ Chill, you there? All right, well, we're going, we're going to keep it moving. Yeah, um, you talk to me? You just talk to me? I'm going to need you to, to, to stay focused, man, when I call you to come in. I need you to be there to be ready to come in. Right. Without the pauses and the, the air, the dead space, man. Yeah, I said you can answer the same question. What do you think is going on with our youth today? Well, as I was saying, our youth right now is crazy because they're trying to follow everybody else that got money or they're trying to get quick money the fast way so they can get out. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, look, I got to get out. So if I get out, how can I go? only way to go right now in their mindset is money. Now, you got some of them that got education that's thinking, like, yo, just have patience. Then you got other ones that just possessed. Possessed by what? That's the problem. People ain't understanding. These kids are trying and doing unnatural things at the same time as avoiding them. Now, which one is winning? (laughs) The good or the bad? Now, when you got kids that's actually good, sometimes they turn bad. How does that happen? Because of the peers. Because the people they associate with, that's not right, but they see that they straight born-again sucker. If you see one of those, oof, what would you do? And you're a teenager, broke, don't got no money, got a way to get money now because you find a born-again sucker. So now everybody forgot about the spirit. They just doing them and saying, oops, if I do get caught, I'm just going to say hallelujah, forgive me. And they can start all over again. What? So this world is transforming into a lot of hatred and people like young bucks are starting to learn how to shoot at an earlier age than the people that's killing people right now. So if you look at the whole scenario, since the devil wants to sit up and do what he want to do until it's time for him to meet the maker, um, kids is about to be saying a lot of things that you never heard before. And one day, a kid might be a president of the United States because all the old heads need to go if you really want to put down a new law. Hello. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's bigger than just the, the, the youth are losing their minds. Um, I, I think it goes back to I I, I don't want to see I, I don't want to say I don't want to see but I'm I'm tired of seeing the visuals. You know what I mean the the candle lighting ceremonies and the balloons going up for these young people that's dying at young ages before they even get to live their life. You know what I'm saying? That's an issue and a problem for me. I don't know why. Um, people out there are are like just taking this so lightly as if, okay, it's just another black person killed. You know what I mean? And I was having a conversation with a brother today that I know. I used to coach his son in football, and we were talking, and, you know, it was pretty much the same conversation. Like, today's youth don't value life. I don't even think they know what the value of life is. You know what I'm saying? They just so hung up on glorifying taking a life, you know? Um, And I think there's a a number of dynamics that play a role 
and our youth today, um, as DJ Chill will put it, losing their minds. First off, a lot of youth today are growing up without their biological parents, whether dad is locked up and mom on drugs or mom runs the street and party and dad is just a deadbeat. Uh, they living with grandma or with auntie. A lot of them are foster children. A lot of them have hard lives. Now, I come from the classroom of teaching for 15 years. And I also worked in a juvenile residential facility for two years. Um, so I got to meet and come across a lot of youth. I got to educate and, con- and converse with a lot of youth. And one of the biggest issues that I'm finding is they feel like no one hears them. No one's listening to them. You know what I'm saying? Um, And a lot of them have something to say. A lot of them have something valid to say, but they don't know how to say it. You know what I'm saying? So another thing is the entertainment whether it's television, whether it's music, whether it's movies. Um, the powers that be put a lot of money, they invest a lot of money into counterproductive entertainment. You know what I'm saying? They will allow a rapper to rap about getting bodies, they will allow rappers to rap about having sex, uh, you know, unprotected and all of that, just to glorify, you know, quote-unquote fun. And now the youth think that this is fun, and when they think that, when they think that they're having fun, they don't see the harm or the damage in what they're doing. Another issue or concern that I feel plagues our youth today is the streets. The streets have been lying to our youth since I was young, but the the youth don't see it as lies. They see it as being real, but it's not real because the reality is everybody out there on them streets don't even realize it, but they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do what the agenda has for them to do. So I think that there's various factors that, that you know, factor into our youth, quote-unquote, as DJ Chill will put it again, losing their minds. Um, drugs is another one. Smoking, drinking, sipping on their scissor, you know what I mean? They're not able to mentally handle and even physically handle being drunk, being high, they're they're not. They think it's fun. They think it's cool. They think it's living. And we all did it. But because we're older now, we can say this and we can see these things. But they don't. You know what I mean? So, Mr. Automatic Charismatic, tell me what you think about the youth. One of the main things that has them committing violence is they feel disrespected. What do you feel about the youth and this disrespect thing? Do they even know what disrespect really is? Well, 
to me, I think it comes down to the home training. I think that when they when they go to school, um, how they uh, are taught to address adults in school. The other thing about the respect is, you know, some of these uh, kids are bullied. So bullying, the bullying, people who get bullied, uh, well, sometimes they may take it out of everybody because they feel like um, nobody respects that individual and it's, it's crazy. But, you know, sometimes they feel like uh, they don't love themselves, so they don't love them, nobody else. Um, as far as, like, the respect thing, it's like, you know, to me, there, there's, like, lines that should never be um, crossed. You know, there, there's... I've been I've been in those type of situations where lines were crossed. Um, I've had uh, I had some people that I didn't like in in school, and I felt like I was being disrespected, you know. And the disrespect is really uh, a conflict of causing children not to learn about what what is being taught to them by the teacher. All right, DJ Chill, what's your thoughts on that, the respect factor with children, the youth? Do they even know, in your opinion, what respect is? Well, um, some of them know what respect is because they was taught that as a kid. Then there's others that don't want to do respect because they're scared to do it in front of their peers because they already made themselves look like they're somebody that they're not. So since they made itself look like somebody that they're not, if they act like they're not who they're supposed to be and they did it like more than once or twice trying to be something that they're not and then people really accept them as that, if they find out the whole time he's lying. <laughs> they're going to get turned up on. So you gotta understand the other ones that no matter what they'll show respect. That's the ones you gotta watch because they might become somebody. Even though the ones you can't be judgmental that's actually faking it might become somebody, and also the ones who's delivering the drama could become somebody. Problem is, what path can they become? Because a bad person become an excellent saying to God. Because obviously, ain't that what Jesus did? He picked a lot of people that was terrible. People that used to kill people. People that used to steal from people. People who used to do things to people that was not right. So, now look at those scenarios. Respect is a given. So if they give respect, they might give it back. But if they choose not to, it's because they might be trying to become something that they're not. Or they're forced to because if they don't act like they got some type of strength, they might get got. Word. Well, the way I see it is, I don't think they know what respect is. Um, 
first off, somebody has to tell the youth that you have to respect yourself before anybody else is going to respect you. And a lot of stuff they're hollering about as disrespect a lot of times comes with their disrespect upon themselves. You know what I'm saying? Whereas though no one's going to respect you if they see you don't even respect you. Um, stepping on your sneakers and not saying sorry is rude. But if it's a, a, a true mistake, that's not disrespect. For the person to lose their life over it. I saw where a 29-year-old man shot and killed a 27-year-old woman because she yelled at him to take her to work, and he didn't want to take her to work. So he shot her in the head and killed her. Said he wasn't going to take the disrespect no more. How horrible is that? What should take? Did you hear about that uh, automatic? What should take on that? Wow. You know, wow, that's... that's um crazy is what that tells me is that that's been going on for a while for uh that individual just to shoot her it's been you know but the thing is that's where you have to have a communication you know you shouldn't have shouldn't have to it shouldn't have to result to that um and if you feel and if someone feels like they're being violated then they need to go ahead and go their own way. They feel like they're not getting the respect. So, I mean, it's not it's not worth um, killing someone for re, for the respect. The best thing to do is just walk away. If you uh, just can't get that respect. So, DJ Joe, I, I hear you talk about this a lot. Females disrespecting males and trying to control males and all this other stuff. This 29-year-old, because he's still young. 29, you're still young. So this 29-year-old shoots this 27-year-old woman. I guess it was his girlfriend because she yelled at him about taking her to work, and he didn't want to take her. So he shoots her in the head and kills her. What is your thoughts on that? It, 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 do you feel like that disrespect was warranted? Like he's going to spend probably the rest of his life in jail for this this violent, you know, crime. What's your thoughts on that? If you're still with us, yeah, I think that. It's a lot of information. How do you answer that one without saying, my God? <laughs> um, I got to hive it on that one because when I say out my mouth right now, it might be critical. So let me fly real quick. So do you think that it, that it warranted him shooting her in the head, her yelling at him to take her to work? That's what I'm saying. I don't want to say nothing because people might listen. Because people are actually playing copycat out here and says, go, yo, if he could do it, get away with it, I could do it and get away with it. But forget that the people are dead. 
for the person that dies, forget that. Imagine it was reverse the scenario. And you had to be the one to catch the bullet. Would you want to just die and nobody care? So it's an issue. That's a problem. That shouldn't even play. Because more people are going to say, oh, it's okay to die. But wait a minute. Why are you going to let somebody that's a nut kill you because of the fact that they want to prove something to somebody else? Like, you're all right. You want to see me kill somebody? What? Wow. What? And if you're the next person that they're trying to kill, what the freak? That means your life is going. Everything is. Well, I, I personally, I don't think that that warrants you to take another life. Self-defense, yes. Taking the work. That's the whole point. I'm your lazy self not taking me to work. You ain't got nothing else to do. You going to take me to work. That don't warrant you to shoot anyone in the head. That warrants you to get in the car and leave her and let her call Uber if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Um, but let's, let's talk about let's talk about our babies that's being killed by our parents' boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, because automatic, I guess you can go ahead and, and, and tell the people, you know, what you brought up last week that's fun for us to co-host this show this, this week. Um about the man, you know, kissing his baby over the casket or whatever. You go ahead and you inform the people of it, and, you know, we'll listen. And, you know, then you can ask us whatever it is you want to ask us about it. Well, with that being uh, said, you know, for me, for a parent, first of all, I don't believe that you choose uh, your bo- a boyfriend or girlfriend of your child. And um, I know, like, last year, Nia Day, she even, she wasn't even getting the fed. She was getting bruised up, and, and and it seemed like the mother cared about her boyfriend more than her own daughter. So uh, wherever karma comes at at her, you know, uh, I applaud it. And boyfriend, I applaud it. I have no sympathy for none of them. You know, and just not ask to be born. It's a responsibility. Be be a woman about it. Be a man about it. And if you are a boyfriend and you're seeing something happening, what is your morals, what's your morality at? You say, hey, you shouldn't be treating your daughter like this. I can't go with you. Because in my mind, I'm not dealing with a woman who mistreats her child. That's my morality. That's my standards. The problem is there's no standards. You know, this child, um, and it came to a point where the child wanted to be with the father, and the father really loved, really loved his daughter. Her cry for help, and I blame, I blame, um, I blame Ohio, Ohio felt her. The, the people that 
were supposed to protect the children failed her. I'll put the blame on them too. And once you take a life, you can't bring it back. And if you, and some people don't have sympathy when they kill a kid. If you ever hear the 911 call when uh, her mommy, I'm going to call her her mom, I'm going to call her her mommy, or, you know, see her uh, egg maker because uh, she's not a mother. So she makes the phone call. There was no type of emotion at all. You know, when people... Uh, a parent that cares about their child, you will hear the emotion. But people will not be able to even hardly talk on the phone. Somebody has to ask, ask them to calm down. Can you please calm down? The way that she talked, like, like she didn't even hardly care. Calling 911. Like she felt like she didn't even do anything wrong. And then, the, and then the boyfriend was a part of the of the plot of killing the little child. And what what kind of man is that? He's not even a man. Number one. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, let me get this right. You're saying that the father, the mother, excuse me, planned this, and the boyfriend went along with with it. Well, I don't think she planned. I don't think she planned it. I think that her actions planned plan it. I think our actions, when, when you do something periodically, something bad is bound to happen. And her, the way she treated that child, uh, she, and the way she killed that child, he was mistreating her too. And that's and that's a problem. You know, my child, you know. Let me say this: If I was a father, and a dude, and um, let's say me and the, the mom split up, and she had a, a a man in the house, me and that man would have um, a respect would be a respect factor. That child would respect that man, but yet, 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 he, uh, the child, the man would respect. Yes, that's my child. So you know. The way I don't know, and we don't even know what the story is, uh, how a night a day uh, her uh, acting mother was treated, too. You know, because you got to be very careful of how you raise a child because a pattern may happen. Now, uh no circumstances am I... Uh, okaying it of what she did, what she did with Carly Act, but that, that what I'm saying is that Carly Act could started with her mom, her father. Mm. Wow. Hey, DJ Terry, you still there in the building? Yeah. All right. So you heard what automatic uh, charismatic just said. What are your 
thoughts and views, people out there in Radio Land, if you're online listening, you know, you can also dial at number 724-444-7444 and dial at call ID 143-133-POUND. And you get one time to just listen, and you can, you can hit star eight if you want to go live and communicate with us tonight on Operation Save Our Babies. Um, CJ Chill, you have children. I have children. Um, automatic, do you have children, Bubba? No, I don't. Um, I have a niece and nephew. Okay. Uh, I, so, yeah, I, I do plan to, to adopt because of the kids that are willing to be loved in the foster home. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, excuse me. DJ, I know you have children. I have children. Right? Um, how how do you feel about a boyfriend coming in and interacting with your children? I mean, whether it's a <coughs> taking them out to ball games or it's a chastising them and disciplining them. What are your views on that? Because sometimes people, if it's not their child, they really don't care how severe they discipline them or treat them. And even sometimes, if it, even if it is their child, sometimes they feel like because it's their child, they can discipline them as severely as they want. But how do you feel about the <clears throat> mother's boyfriend <clears throat> beating or fatally, you know, um, killing a child? DJ, tell that question is for you. All right, so we're going we're going to keep it moving. Um, automatic. How did how did that make you feel to see the father leaning over the casket and you know kissing his little daughter with you know tears coming out of his eyes? And I, she was like what eight something like that seven? No, she was four, four years old. She was four. Four. Wow. Yes. Wow. It's four what years you, old. How did that make you feel? Wow. Uh, my goodness. Um, it, to me, I, I I had tears about the whole thing. You know, I think that I just feel so bad for his brother. You know what I mean? Kissing his child goodbye. And I, I just say that it's just so sad that that you know that that happened that she didn't have a chance to even have a life like you uh, talked about, you know, having the chance to have a life. And it's just it, it's crazy. It's just you know, I just hope that something. Maybe some type of some type of reaction to that people really start uh, paying attention to what's ha- what's going on with children. Maybe that be a wake up call 
It's a sad wake-up call, but maybe it'll be a wake-up call. Like I heard at church, uh, sometimes God would take something, the Creator would take something that's bad and make it for our good, and that's horrible what happened. But um, hopefully another child don't have to, it'll be a wake-up call for another child. Yeah, I... I... I'm I'm trying to imagine that myself. Um, <clears throat> I, I had a little cousin, 14 years old last summer, who was shot nine times and killed. His father, who is my cousin, is in his 20s, right? And at least 20. And that was his oldest son. And I didn't know what to say to him. So if you saw that gentleman that was kissing his daughter in the casket, if you seen him, knew him, or just heard his story and ran into him, what is it that you would say to him, especially if you knew him? What could you? What would you say to him? Or what would you say to anyone who lost someone? Um, oh. I would say, like, uh, uh, send my condolences. Because I really can't. I know that's a horrible feeling, but I can't really feel what he's feeling. I just know that it was horrible what happened to that child. Um, You know, I just pray for that brother, you know. Um, Pray for him and his family, the ones that love uh, they love that child because I don't believe in praying for somebody who who's hateful. Because you know to pray for somebody, to pray is to empower. So um, I just you know just send my condolences and uh, you know and just uh, pray with that brother. Just you know that she be a message uh, that should be something positive uh, that, you know, for the four years that she had, that those memories will never die. You know, me, we die, but we, our, our legacy lives on. And that her cry for help would not, even though she's gone, it would not be in vain for other children cry of help. That we learn something. What happened to her and and we we honor her um in her memory and in a way to uh create a movement to help save the children. Well, I, I, I kind of feel you on that same type time. Like, I don't know what um, <clears throat> I would say either. I really don't. Um, I, I don't know what to tell a person who lost someone. And, and that's usually what I say. Like, today I was riding with a woman, and she said, I asked her, you know, how how you doing, how your day going? She said, oh. It's just gone. 
said my mother died last year, and um, my son's birthday is tomorrow. My mom died today, last this day last year, and my son's birthday is tomorrow. I, I didn't know what to say to her. All I could say is, oh, my condolences. I tried not to ever use the words try, number one, and sorry. I try. I make great attempts not to use those and can't. I tried, see, I make great attempts to not say those specific words. And um, I, I can't be sorry because that's not what sorry is to me. So only thing I can do is pass my condolences. You know what I mean? But, you know, some people say, I know it's hard, it'll get better. But I don't think that ever gets better. Like, knock on wood, thank the creator, I haven't lost any of my siblings. I have lost a little cousin, and it had something to do with me. Um, And I carry that weight still to this day, and that happened back in, like, 1991. You know what I'm saying? And he was 15 at the time. You know what I'm saying? So I I know it is light. I don't like when people say it'll get better or it'll be all right. It's never all right. I don't know when it's going to get better or if it'll ever get better. So I definitely stay, I refrain from using those words. Because I don't know what to say. Only thing I can say is my condolences. But when I say that, it doesn't sound as genuine. You know what I mean? So it's like, especially when we're talking about losing a child. Right. When you're talking to a parent and, and they lost a child, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I, if it ever, God forbid, it ever happened because parents should never have to bury their children. I agree. Children are supposed to bury their parents. You know what I mean? I, but be honest with you, I hate the fact that death is an option, period, in life. But it's a part of life. You know what I'm saying? So in that situation, I don't like to, I, I don't, not only do I, don't, I, do I not like to, but I don't know what to say to these people, or I don't like to just say something just to be feeling like I'm saying something to be helpful, but sometimes it can be hurting. Or it might, you know, invoke the emotions all all over again. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, it, it's, it's difficult for me. I, I would say this. If I say, if I pray in my prayer, they'll be all right. When I when I have said that the death will never be all right, that there was something you know, like I say, it's bad what happened, and um, that will never be good. But and but my thing is, I, I say it when I pray. You know, if I pray for an individual, I say it will be all right. Because God got um, that individual be in God's hands, which is the best hand, the creator's hands. That's what I I mean when I say it's all right. Because it's never all right for us, but it's all right for the ones gone. 
when you are in paradise, uh, you don't have to worry about any type of pain. But for us, while being on this earth, we we have our, our emotions speak of we miss that uh, family member, that individual. So it's not it's not from us, uh, you know, unless we speak it from a spiritual uh, standpoint. Um, if we just speak it from a mental standpoint, it's never going to be all right. If we speak it from a spiritual, do we understand, well, understand that, um, you know, let there be better so you don't be in a place where you feel miserable all the time. Then that could take your life years away. If you're miserable, if you're sad, if you just have all this uh, type of problems in your life, um, it, it, it's if you're crying all the time, you know, you you want to you can live people's legacy by just living yourself. You live for them. You live for their legacy. Legacy lives in you, even in, even in the child. And it's never easy. It's never easy to deal with that. But you try to be better just by living. And you and the legacy lives on for that child. Okay. So, who that is just joining us, once again, 724-444-7444 is the number. All I need to dial is 143133-POUND. Then you hit one pound if you just want to listen, and you hit star eight if you want to chime in and communicate with um, Viper Radios, uh, Automatic Charismatic, and On Point Radios, myself, um, Mr. Controversy, and we have a caller. Automatic, we're going to take this caller and um, see what they got to say on this topic. Okay. Peace out blessings. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with Joe's Mr. Controversy and special guest co-host, Automatic Charismatic. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with tonight? Well, hello, hello, hello. What the Dre? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, you guys? I wanted to show some love. I just got in, and before I even turned in, I had to, you know, dial in and support both of my brothers. Um, I'm loving the topic that you guys have, and um, I would say, speaking from a standpoint of a person who has lost someone, um, I'm going to say, put it in reference to my mom. Um, I, I feel what y'all saying when y'all say um, people don't know. Sometimes they don't know what to say. And sometimes if you don't know how to say it or what to say, it's best to just not say anything, but I'm praying for you. You know, and keep it just, you know, quick, simple, you know what I mean, and genuine. Um, people make comments like, I'm sorry for your loss. Well, she's not lost. I know where she is. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and it's like stuff sometimes that don't make sense. Or they'll say, oh, don't worry, it's going to get easier. You wait till after the first year. The first year is going to be hard, but then after that, it'll be a breeze. 
Well, it's been almost two years, and it has not gotten any easier. Um, I buried my um, my dad over 30 years ago, and sometimes, you know, I have my moments when it's so fresh to that you would have thought it just happened last year. So I, I don't think that it's ever a, – a grieving time can't never be easier. You know, you may think of some of the good times, and that may, you know, kind of bring a little smile to your face and then maybe make the workload a little lighter throughout the time that you're here. But when it comes down to special days like their birthdays, their, you know, um, a special holiday or something that you all shared or whatever – it's not going to get any easier. And it was crazy because after my first year, after my mom had passed, I was waiting for, you know, the times when people said, oh, you'll see, after the first year, it's going to be smooth. And I'm sitting there like, I I don't see it. I don't think that there will ever be a time because I've gotten to the point, if any, I don't want to celebrate Christmas anymore. I don't want to celebrate my birthday because I'm like, she's the reason why I was here. You know, and then when her birthday comes, I get depressed. So where's these easy days that people be talking about? I, I'm trying to understand that. Now, when it comes down to the death of a child, I think that that's even that's just as bad because it's like that grieving process. I can't even imagine it. You know, being nonstop over and over and over again. I mean, it's hard when you're losing a parent, but it, your child. And you thinking of it like that, this should have been me that, you know what I'm saying, that was gone and this, this child was burying me. But to see that grieving mother, you know, just constantly grieving, it's, it's I don't know, it's enough to really, like, really tear you up. You know what I mean? Um, it's nothing like a grieving person, um, especially a grieving mother. That is just very, especially to something such as getting shot on the streets and innocent just walking down the street and something just happened, you know. Um, I, I saw you on that, Mr. On Point, when you said, I really wish that there was anything, wasn't anything such as death because that, you know, would be a little bit easier. But unfortunately, we, you know, we have that and we got to deal with it. But I just wanted to express, you know, um, the process, the grieving process that people do go through. It's really not easy, you know, um, to deal with. You just got to deal with it in your way, the best way you can. Um, if it makes you feel better to, you know, talk it out, then talk it out. Some people can't talk it out because it makes them feel worse. If it makes you feel better to celebrate their life by doing something, you know, then you do that. Um, some people find more comfort with doing something to, you know, make themselves feel better. Um, and that way they feel like their loved one is smiling on them. Whatever way you have to do to make yourself feel better, that's what you do. But it is a struggle that you will carry the rest of your life because you can never forget a loved one when it's your, you know, child or even a parent, you know, that thought never goes away. So I just wanted to share that, but, you know, it's good to hear your voices, especially you, Mr. Cashmatic. I, yes, I hear you on the radio. Yeah, you're not cutting up tonight. I'm a little shocked. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I want to do that for your show. But um, I, I just want to say that I totally agree. I totally agree with you. Uh, I just want to say happy birthday to your son. Uh, oh, thank you. Well. 
Um, yeah, it's amazing mother. Uh, yeah, call it a trouble type mother. My my brother, uh, my brother lost their mother, mm-hmm. and they had to deal with it. Uh, they, uh, she was suffering through cancer, mm-hmm. and um, I really loved my stepmother, but I knew that she was just suffering so bad that I I didn't I could I got over her uh, going in the grave because I mean I was like uh, you know God calls for her I'll be ready I'll celebrate her all day you know I celebrate the life celebrate the life of my grandmother grandmother was my best friend when she died my grandmother was suffering Mm-hmm. She did all she could to help us. And the only way that I could ever get over, um, it's hard uh, for a child. I think it's, it's extremely hard. It's not easy. You're not. You're never going to get over it. Let's just say you're never going to get over it. But, you can, you, but like you said, how you deal with it, you know, and that will help you go ahead and deal with it like that. You know, it's just find a way to deal with it. Absolutely. You're not, you're not gonna never get over. It. You can't. It's not gonna be better. But you can. Nope. But you can. It's never gonna be better as far as losing the individual. But you can make it better in how you honor that individual. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. Because, for instance, my son and my mom they used to celebrate their birthday every year, and every year that his birthday comes along, he just. He'd be like, it's not the same. I don't even want to celebrate it, you know. And he called me, like, I would say it was the day before his birthday, and he just started crying. I was like, Mom, I'm not, I'm not ready for this. Like, this just don't seem right without Grandma. And I said, but you know what? She would want you to celebrate your birthday. You know what I mean? She would not want you to sit there and not celebrate your birthday. I know it seems weird. It seems strange without her because every year they had birthday cakes together. They would go get ice cream together. I would take both of them out to dinner at the same time. And we would do pictures and videos all the time. And, you know, we still got the videos and the, you know, fine moments on, you know, um, you know, even on our pictures and stuff like that. But it's just not the same, not celebrating it and every year we bring it up but I told him I said some way somehow we always got to find some kind of strength to celebrate it for her because that's what she would have wanted you know so that's the point that I'm trying to make is sometimes you have to find that inner strength from within to try to look above that and say you know what I'm gonna do this for them and you had made a point saying that you know when a person you see that person suffering you got to think about the fact, like, I wish I could bring them back so bad, but not in the condition that they were in, more so, like, in a better condition, you know, because bringing that person back, you know, in your mental stage is like, okay, I wish I could, but you really don't want to see that person suffering. And you had to think in the terms of, you know what, God knew what was best because 
that person is not suffering anymore. So that's that's your way of kind of looking above the situation and light of it to make yourself feel better. And at least you know you can rest knowing that that person is not suffering like they were before. So hopefully that brings comfort to someone out there that's, you know, maybe listening or, you know, has went through that or is still going through that. Now, Wanda Joy, uh-huh. one of the things that we're discussing tonight, automatic, and this is the purpose we had this show tonight, is automatic brought up last week on my show. Um, a four-year-old who was killed by the girlfriend's boy, the, the mother's boyfriend. Uh-huh. And... Um, there was a picture that was circulating over Facebook that showed the man leaning over his daughter's casket and kissing her while crying. Um, double, uh, double, uh, double question for you. One, how does that make you feel to hear something like that? And it happens more often than not, actually. That happens a lot often with a boyfriend or a girlfriend killing a boyfriend or girlfriend's child. You know what I mean? Oh, sometimes, sometimes both parents killing their own child. You know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. second question is, if you seen him or you knew him, you know, what would you say to him? Well, you know what? The only thing that I could say is that at that point is my prayers is out there for you. You know, because for me to say, you know, I know your loss or, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, you know, we say some of the dumbest cliches, you know what I mean, without thought. You know what right. I mean? Like I explained earlier, I'm sorry for your loss. You know, the person's not lost. You know where they at. You know, right. um, I you know, I feel for you. The only thing I can say is at that point, because you can't feel for them because you're not in that person's shoes. You right. know, so the, the safest thing to say is I'm just going to keep you in my thoughts and prayers. You know, or my condolences, like you had said, my my condolences. That's you know another general thing to say that might be appropriate. I like that. Now, how does that make you feel to hear something like that? It makes me feel like crap because I can only put it in my mind to imagine if that was me, how I would feel. You know what I'm saying? And that would be like a times 10 for me at that point because to lose your own child, is that's, you know, that's rough. Especially when you know you got to bury them. It's different if you had something like a miscarriage. Yes, that, that still plays a mind factor because that's a totally different, you know, um, mindset. But raising that child for whatever short period of time and then that child dies and then you got to bury them and you got to go through covering the face and all that stuff. That's a lot. That's a mental anguish that can never leave you. So I mean, I wouldn't even want to be in that situation and I wouldn't even want to say the wrong thing out of my mouth, you know, that would be so stupid because you can't imagine what it would be like. Unless that you were there, and I don't think anybody would want to be there. Yeah, I'm a, go ahead. Oh. I'm gonna say something. It was the um, the boyfriend and the mother that killed that child. Wow. Wow, that's deep. Wow. How can they live with that? And they had her to be at the funeral. They don't think about it. 
and they probably won't be at the funeral because they're they were most likely charged. You know exactly. what I mean? So the father probably had to do that himself. Now, here's another question for the people out there listening and for Automatic and for yourself and DJ Chell if he's still on the line. Here's another question. Mm-hmm. Do that father feel like, do he feel partially to blame for it? Does that weigh heavy on him? And I say that because, remember, I said earlier, I don't know if you heard me, but um, I said that I had a 15-year-old cousin who, you know, was with me and ended up, you know, something ended up happening fatal and he ended up dying. And I still carry that weight on me to this day. And that happened in 1991. And I still Mm -hmm. carry that. You know what I'm saying? And when I see his brother, who is now his his 30s, you know what I'm saying, and who was younger than younger than his brother because his brother was 15, so he might have been 10. You know what I mean? So when mm-hmm. I see him or I see my aunt, like I still don't, I, I feel uncomfortable because I be feeling like it was because of me, even though people said it wasn't because of me, and even even my little cousin, you know, when it happened before he passed told me it wasn't my fault. You know what I mean? But I just felt like you're supposed to say that. You're my little cousin. We love each other. You know what I mean? But I Mm -hmm. still carry that weight with me today and that guilt with me today. Now, I know that the mother and the father probably just, you know, it might not have been, they might have just broke up, went their separate ways, whatever. The child is always with the mother for the most part. We already know. You know what I mean? Whether by court or by nature. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But do you think that he feels a guilt within himself? Like, I should have worked it out with your mom or stayed with your mom or I wish I, I should have got custody of you or, you know what I mean? Do you think these things are playing in his head? I think that the only thing that logically would make sense would be I wish I had a, um, reached out to be more apart, you know, um, or to maybe get full custody because being with that, that mother wasn't going to change anything, you know. Um, sometimes people, they, they see things a little bit differently and say things such as, you know, if I had to stay with her, staying with her, it still could have happened. However, there was a reason why you two were not together. So the relationship has nothing to do with the child even though it might make the child a little happier. However, I think the most important thing is what you're doing outside the relationship with the mom. You know what I'm saying? Like how often are you going over there to be with the child and see the child? Or if you see something that doesn't look right, you know, what quick reflexes do you have to make sure that you, you know, get the help that that child needs or saying at that point, you know what, I think I'm going to have to bring my child over with me. You know, um, I think those things make more logical sense, and I'm hoping that that's probably what he's thinking more in terms of more so than I should have gotten back with the mom. Well, automatic, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think that, um, to me, I I think that the system, the process, was more to blame. the only thing he could have done is broken the law, take the law in his own hands, and kidnap his own daughter 
And I know it sounds strange, but if he doesn't have custody and he takes his daughter, they will, he will be been brought up on kidnapping charges because he don't have full custody. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, are you familiar with Jaguar Wright, the singer who used to sing with the Roots? The Root, the Roots from Philly, Jaguar Wright. Yeah, I know, I know about the Roots. You know, she's in jail for kidnapping her son. It's, it's ironic you brought that up because she supposedly had kidnapped her son, and she was coming off of a tour, and I think it was Miami, where they arrested her at the airport. And she is now incarcerated, and they're trying to raise funds to get her out. And she's in Chicago, incarcerated in Chicago, for kidnapping her son for whatever reason. And and, and from what is said, it happened years ago, but they're just now getting getting her report. You know what I mean? And and it's funny because we're having this conversation, and I think the people out there need to know, by law, here in Pennsylvania, I don't know about abroad, but here in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where I live and reside, the law says that neither the mother nor the father has custody of a child until it's sought in court. Neither has physical custody. That's one of the dumbest laws that I ever heard, but it's one of the truest laws that I ever heard because when I thought about it logically, emotionally and mentally, I was on some man, you wasn't in the bed when I made it, so how are you going to tell me who had custody of my child? But then I thought about it. If the child is living, if you're not married and the child is living with the mother, then you automatically think she has custody, and she automatically thinks she has custody, but she really doesn't. You see what I'm saying? And even when you take your child, like I, I, I'm going to share something on air with you that I've never shared on air before. As a, as a baby, my father kidnapped me from the hospital, and my mother actually got, got word that he was on a Greyhound bus with me, and that's where they found him and got me back for her. I don't know if he went to jail. I don't know that. I don't remember that. don't recall that much of the story, but I do recall being kidnapped by my father from the hospital. Now, what you just said, Automatic, and why that resonates with me is because I'm thinking as a father who may have, she's four years old. She probably can talk. I'm sure she can talk, but not able to really then again, I can't say that because four-year-olds are a lot more mature than what we think four-year-olds are. Sometimes they make stuff up, but a lot of times they make a lot of sense, and they tell you exactly what's happening. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, like, maybe he could have taken his child, but then you know how some fathers just come get the child on the weekend or come see it and give her a kiss and or him a kiss and then be like, all right, I'll see you later. And don't, you know what I mean? Don't play that real role in the life. Like, I'm wondering what was his role in that child's life. Well, you see what I'm saying? Well, I, I say this. I say um, he brought it up to uh, Child Protective Services that something was happening to uh, his child. And he was not, well, what people would say, he was trying to go the right way, the right way. Sometimes the right way just doesn't work, just doesn't cut it. Because right. if that child is being abused, and that's why people take the law in their own hands, because 
the law is not helping them. You know, this child has came to the teacher and said that my mommy uh, uh, showed bruises. She had bruises and, and told the teacher. The problem, the problem is, is that people are not don't take the children seriously when they having they cry for help. They they're like, um, basically ignoring them. And she, and uh, even the teacher reached out to Child Protective Service. And before she died, uh, there were. Uh, going to be somebody coming over there. The mother, the so-called mother, would tell her to go somewhere and hide when the child, when they were coming over there, when the child protective service was coming over there. Now, first of all, if if they're coming to see the child, know about the child, uh, they should already say, "Hey, we would like to see the child. We'd like to talk to the child." Right. I don't get how they're coming to know about the child's welfare and they don't see the child. They just talk to the mother. To me, that doesn't cut it. That's a law that doesn't cut it. Right. That's what you got to take the law in your own hands. I mean, you do whatever you can to protect your child, even if it costs a race. You want to be there for your child. You know, you you sacrifice your freedom to save your child. Mm. And I know people don't. I know he wants to be a part of his life, and he really went to Child Protective Service, and they did not act on it in time. Because they could help save that child's life by giving the father... um, custody, and they knew about the bruises. Child Protective Service knew about about what was going on, but they they ignored her. She even told Child Protective Service, being uh, the teacher, that my mommy told me, like, basically told her to lie about what happened to her. And they kept ignoring the children. You, you you know what that remind me of? You you mentioned it earlier when you were talking about the old shows. Remember good times when Penny was getting uh, burnt by the iron and getting yes. abused by her mother. Remember that that yes. episode? And I think Walona adopted her. You know what I mean? Um, that happens a lot in these foster homes and even in regular homes where children are being abused. And they do tell somebody. First of all, some of them are fearful to tell somebody because they're fearful of what else might happen, or they're feel fearful that they'll be taken from the only place they know. And this is what's sad to me because, I mean, this show is so relevant and having to discuss this because our youth is our future. Our youth is what's at stake right now. They had that march down in D.C. yesterday talking about the gun laws, but it's bigger than gun laws to me. See, I I can't wrap my head around going at the gun laws right away 
when, okay, yeah, gun, it should be stricter gun laws. Okay, yeah, we knew that in the 90s when it was happening. We knew that in the 80s when it was happening. We knew that already. You know what I mean? My issue is what are we doing about educating our youth and and doing something constructive and positive with our youth as far as information to keep them from killing each other? You know what I mean? What are we doing about parents, especially these young parents who, you know, as single mothers out here in their 20s, you know, with a child, two child, two, two children, three children, you know what I mean? And right. they're, they're overwhelmed and they're feeling pressure because if there's a mother, the father might not be there or might not be around, you know what I mean, or might not be playing his part, and it leaves everything on her. So she got to go to work. She got to come home. She got to deal with the children. She got to fix food. She got to do and it's overwhelming to her. So sometimes these pressures can get to a mother where as though she may harm a child. And it may not even be intentional, but it could just be an overwhelmingness that she that she just blacks out for a minute. It can happen. Or a father, you know what I mean, the same thing. He can, he don't know how to do hair, and the, the mother don't want another woman touching the daughter hair, and it's just a lot to go through and process. No, make this just make this clear. There's no excuse ever to murder or abuse a child. Right. None. Let's get that point straight now. But let's also overstand the other side. You know what I mean? Uh, not in all cases. Because you have some that's just out there on drugs or some out there who drinks and abuse alcohol and then start abusing the child or children. You know what I mean? But we're talking about the one who's overwhelmed and the one, uh, all right, a child might not like the baby, the, the, the new boyfriend. You know what I mean? May not like him for whatever reason. Children can sense things. You see what I'm saying? So, right. or... You know, they may just not like him because they want dad to be there instead of the child. I mean, the, the boyfriend. They, they don't understand or understand that situation. You know what I'm saying? So the boyfriend acts out, or and, and there are cases where the girlfriend has killed the boyfriend's child. Yeah. There are cases. What do y'all think would make someone want to do that? I, I would say, I would say this. I think that, like you said, there's no reason. Uh, they don't want to. They don't want to be responsible. They don't want to be responsible. Uh, sometimes the parent may not be making that much money. Can barely take care of their child. They hear the child crying all the time, and they get frustrated. But at the same time, you still have to be a parent. You know, one thing I want to say, uh, Mr. Codgers, Mr. On Point, I'm glad that you brought up about Penny. Now, you now you remember, nobody listened to Penny. Prime example, nobody listened to Penny about her getting abused. The only time when they took her seriously is when it took 
her mom being recorded for her not to go back to that abusive home, but nobody listened to the child. It took a recording. It took a, a, a um, recording player. I, I think I think they didn't listen because remember, if I can recollect, if I recollect correctly, I think she was making stuff up at first on how things happened, and I don't think they believed her. And right. I think that they thought that it was abuse going on, but she kept telling them it wasn't because she didn't want to get in no more trouble nor get her mom in trouble. I mean, I think that's what was happening, if I recollect correctly. You know what I mean? And that happens as well, where a child will make stuff up and say that they, they fell and broke their arm, knowing that the, 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 the mom boyfriend twisted the arm and broke it. You see what I'm saying? And, with, with, and another thing that, that's been taken out uh, that's people who's harming children is our law enforcement. Uh, we have to be careful as far as black people. We can't give little kids toy guns. Right. Even though it would, you would think that common sense would be involved that, you know, that's not a real gun. But a child like Tamir Rice, Ina Jones, got shot. Ina Jones gets shot in the head. And the cop uh, got away with murder. Our children are down by law enforcement. So we already got that to deal with. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you do you really want to trust law enforcement when it comes to your child? I've seen a child sit in the chair and a white officer just went over there and was very aggressive with her. I don't know if you saw the video. She was in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, where he slammed her. Yeah, slammed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The law, what they call the law enforcement. So we already got that problem right there. The problem is that they can get away with it. Well, I you got know, one for you. I got one for you. Did you hear about the young male? And I just found this out today when I went to physical therapy. Um, my physical therapist was like, uh, she asked me, you know, because she know I do the radio show and stuff like that. And she said, well, what do you think about the young man that was shot and killed in his grandmother's yard? And I was oh, like, wow. what do you mean? She was like, Step didn't hear about that? I said, no. She said it was a young black male who was standing in his grandmother's yard and the cop shot him 20 times. Wow. You know, the thing is, whew. The thing is, wow, I mean, I, I think that black people are being taken out more by law enforcement than us taking each other out. That's just my opinion. And But the thing is, there's no um, no justice on that level unless it's a white kid. And, I, and I'll say it. And I'll say if it's a white kid, even even when they, even when they're at the killers, the Dylan Roof, young, young male, was... They felt sorry for him, and they took him to Burger King after he shot nine people. He's still young, yeah. still young, a youngster, a Nicholas yeah. Grant. Shot 17, was taken to Taco Bell. And I like that Iona Jones was shot in the head. And the police officer got away with it. There's, um, I mean, George Zimmerman. 
killed Trayvon and still bragging about it. Somebody, uh, a white guy, uh, punched him right in the mouth, and I applaud that. I applaud I, I wish he would have done more, punched him right, you know, broke his jaw. But um, so we already have that problem. As far as black people, we already have that problem. We 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 got you know when they say you got one strike against you, just for being black. Yeah, yeah. You we already got one strike. You black, you got one strike. I mean, it's I hate to say it. I wish you know what I wish that could be gone. I wish that uh, the injustice would be gone. If I had to choose death and injustice, I would get rid of injustice. Because what's the point of living if you are living in justice? Right. I'd rather... So... Um, so... The way... The, so, you know, when it comes to the custody battle, when it comes to the moral value, value we we'll have to Stephon Clark, that young man who got shot in the in the yard, uh, he did not have a gun on him. He was in like that. Hey, he was. He had a cell phone. That's yeah. the story I got. A cell phone and shot twenty times. And nothing's gonna happen to those police officers. I guarantee that. Because that they don't value. Let me tell you something. You black in this country, they don't value. This is why. This is why the kneeling is done. To protest. This is why Black Lives Matter has been created. Black people didn't create Black Lives Matter. The injustice created Black Lives Matter. The the um the killing of our of our people created Black Lives Matter. They created Black Lives Matter. The system created Black Lives Matter by not doing enough to protect us. So when we have all that, we we really have a whole lot to overcome as black people. I'm just speaking for my people, black people. So we, um, so you know, either our youth is dying by us or dying by law enforcement, and it's a sad situation. Uh, Tim Air Rice. Uh, uh, um, Daryl of Washington, you know, uh, just just crazy. What, what um, what's going on? And uh, and uh, but not and just to hear Zimmerman still brag about it that he got away with it when they uh, well Florida has his Stand your ground. The stand your ground rule, which is trash, right? Which is only meant to harm black people. That's what stand your ground means. That that white person could go, or maybe a non-white somebody who's racist. System ain't. The system is not for us. It's for other people. So we already have that. So we have to have. So we have to have our morals together 
when it comes to our village. We have to raise children like a village because we cannot let outsiders come in within the village. It's almost like a Wakanda forever because we can't we can't we can't constantly, we can't trust law enforcement to take care of our our business, and we can't really uh, trust. Um, we can't trust child protection, any type of government, you know, to really take care of our business. Yeah. I'm going uh, to get into this following real quick, and then after the following, we're going to come back and we're going to try and, you know, figure out some solutions for um, our youth and we have a obligation, a duty, and a responsibility to our youth. We do. You know what I mean? Not the athletes, not the celebrities. We do as a community, as a people. So when we come back after the following, I want us to figure out which solutions we can come up with and that will be instrumental in, in helping and, and supporting our youth. But people out there in Radio Land, if you are listening and you want to be part of this On Point movement, know that On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises. Again, our Facebook is On Point, one word, O-N-P-O-I-N-T, Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-Z. If you're on Instagram, follow us at team underscore On Point 215. Again, our Instagram is team, T-E-A-M, underscore on point two one five. If you're on Twitter, follow us at Team On Point. Our Twitter is at Team On Point. You can also go to our website and read about On Point and see the different things that On Point uh, represents and is a part of. Go to our website on point two one five dot weebly dot com. Again, on point two one five dot w e e b l y dot com. Uh, you can also email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Shoot us an email at onpoint215 at gmail.com. Again, onpoint215 at gmail.com. And you can also give us a call or a text directly with any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Give us a call or a text directly at 267-417-ONPT. That's onpoint267-417-6678. All right. Um, Automatic charismatic, back to you, good brother. Um, how do we combat this? What, what can we? What solutions can we come up with that'll be instrumental in helping our youth and guiding our youth? I think that we have a we have to govern. We have to have our own form of government within our own community. Um, we can't, like I said, you know, we can't trust outside. Now, when it comes to when it comes to white kids, it may be something a whole lot different. And let's just say it's it's a different ball game when it comes to black kids and when it comes to white kids and how you raise them. Yeah, right. I think that you just need more preparation. You have to give them more preparation when they grow up because what's happening now than a white kid. Unless you talk about mass murder uh, shootings. That's what the only thing that they ever have to prepare for because they have, they are white uh, folks have been uh, white boys have been doing a uh, mass murder shootings. You really don't hear about that in the black uh, community. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, 
speak about the village. Me have to get back to the village raises a child. Uh, when I came up, there was Mrs. This and Mrs. That and Mr. This and Mr. That. To, like, um, can't believe you said that, to overstand the importance of the village raising the child. It does take a village to raise a child. Like, if you see a child not doing right, you talk to that child and then you talk to the parent, you know, that they, that that child will respect that, you know, that adult, that they're not going to go ahead and do certain things right in front of that adult, um, that I believe that faith has to come in. You know, when you're dealing with a child, it's going to be all right. Because we have to empower our children. Even, you know, the child, uh, you know, like Tupac said, uh, made miracles every Thanksgiving, you know. Um, it's the miracles that happen. Uh, I was just watching um, a movie about waiting for Superman. How about the education system? How uh, parents are yeah, truly, yeah, truly try to uh, truly make an effort to have, make what's best for their children. Hold fast. Number one, never put your lover before your child. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I I, I don't believe as far as like starving your child and uh, you know. And if you are someone who's entering a relationship, the morality should keep should kick in. Me, I would never date a woman who will mistreat her child. Cause those are morals. I love children. I wish I had some. And I would never, never date a woman who would abuse her children. Those are part. That's my standard. That's my morality. Um, maybe get some counseling, our own form of counseling, not outside counseling, our own form of counseling to help these parents who feel the pressure of what's going on within the child and the parent. You got to have faith that it's going to get better when you're raising a child. You know, we already have circumstances where we don't want to fight the law, the law enforcement to the child's life because we see what happens in most cases. So we have to govern. We have to govern our own community. We have, we have a caller on the line. Um, and before, just before I take the caller, you're absolutely right. The village, we have to get back to the village raising the child. However, we got to build, we have to rebuild that that village. And like I always say, you know, don't understand. You have to overstand because when you understand, stuff go over your head. But when you overstand, you keep everything under your feet. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. That village must be built back, and we must start to, raise that child, the, the, these children as a community again. You know what I mean? 
But that's going to be hard, especially with the different attitudes and the grandmoms getting younger, you know what I mean? And and it, it's just a mess right now. We we have a lot of work to do as a people. But let's take this caller and, you know, see what they have to say about this topic. Peace, Kyle, one blessings. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point, and special co-host tonight, Mr. Automatic Charismatic from Viper Network. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking to? Hello, my friends. How are you? This is CJ Philly Joy. What's up, CJ Philly Joy? How are you tonight, love? How you doing? Uh, I'm all right, Mr. Automatic Charismatic Viper Network. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. All right, all right. Y'all, y'all got it going on here. Listen, listen for a while. I couldn't get on from preparing for tonight and for tomorrow. Take care of my mom so I can get things together for the next day. So, but I did want to chime in a little bit if it's okay. Yes, of course. What? Yeah, without, yeah. Without saying. <laughs> so, coming from, like, I think that's the, uh, one of the things you mentioned about the children, the children raising children is one of the, our serious epidemics and the broken home system, you know, where we we lost um, our men. Women are very, um, they're doing their thing. They're, you know, trying to raise their children, but also the stresses of that. That's definitely that's, that's last night, too, Um um, heart disease being more prevalent in women now is the number one killer of women because we have so many things going on and so much stresses. And our lives want to do everything, multitasking. Like my secretary job is like multitasking to the 10th power. Um, trying to keep a sane face and a smile is so hard and so difficult. So I think a lot of the people, a lot of the women and men haven't finished going through their teenage, adolescent ages and they're still striving to you know, find a place, the self-esteem issue, and just want to fit and belong. There's so much of that going on that it's, like, terrible. And then no respect to authority because of the authority has done us wrong, whether it's the father figure or the mother figure, because it can go both ways. Because I have dominant that both in my family a lot, they both ways, actually. Um, I'm thinking about the uh, parents that are just totally giving up for their children, let the children do whatever they want to do. And there's no more, there's no more discipline that's being instilled. I don't mean uh, grabbing the belt and beating them like that. I mean even just talking to them face to face, eye to eye, and laying down your values because you don't have any to lay down. Like you don't, you never really establish any values yourself. So how can you implement values in your children if you haven't really established in yourself what you want your children, what you want in your children? Not up say you could do whatever you want to do, be what you want to be. And then we got to that point, you could do what you, ever, what you want to do, do what you want to be. We got into all this sexual revolution, and a lot of things have been come, become helter-skelter. So it's a lot to talk about in that area. So one of my things I want, I want, to, I want to implement, I know you, we talk about um, back to basics, but that's one issue. Um, we got to have that established back role and different things like that and also structure in the household because people haven't been really raised. They've been raising themselves all the time. And... The other thing is respecting the elderly. I want to talk about. We had um, we had a, a family reunion, and this topic, this thing is in my mind. It won't it won't stop in my mind, and it's called uh, in my spirit. And they come out what the album's going to be. It's going to be called bridging generations. We got to bridge our generations, and that's our elderly with our our youth, with our young, to get those values back, those values that they were taught that we are missing. We're missing that, like you said, that village. We're missing that kinship. 
where people came from far to, you know, for freedom, we still got free got freedom. Now we don't really have true freedom. It's still it's still an illusion or a delusion, whatever you want to call it. And they used to run from down the south and come up here in the north, and they would all live in an apartment together. People slept in the kitchen, they made palace on the floor, whatever they had to do to make things right for each other. They worked together, stayed together. We don't have no more. Me, myself, and our mentality is so strong, you know, in our, in our community. It's like it's a doggy dog world. It's a crab mentality. It's so all that still is like a little suggestion in the atmosphere. TV, our, our shows are on TV. You know, the maid. Everybody, why do you got to be being made? So they had the one good show that was on. That was the Cosby, you know, and that, what happened with that situation, sexual stuff that was going on with that. And that happens in every single home, believe it or not. A lot of things happen in every single home and all these family secrets. So it's not right. But we had the lawyer. We had the doctor. We had the different things like that. But even that's not the pie in the sky. you got to still reach back and grab others with the right mentality to help others and not manipulate, manipulate people. So we have that going on as well. So I could go on and on. I got a lot of issues. I got issues myself. <laughs> this is pretty deep. We love your stuff. issues, deep. Yes. It's really joy. Yeah, I got some deep issues. I tell you, because I could tell you about the one one reset that I said to you before. You already know we super love you. What the freak? Yeah. I love y'all too. But, but y'all, but y'all be y'all be real with me, and I be real with y'all. And I'm listening to you about my, my father died when, died when I was young. I had five brothers. But even my father was not protected because in the childlike mentality, I wanted to be a part to belong to somebody. So, therefore, I was abused and manipulated at the age of 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. So the bottom line is with all those brothers, was my, my protection? I said it to my dad to this day that, you know, where's my protection? My protection was there, but it wasn't there. So they were so busy trying to, trying to live their life and to escape from, you know, alcohol at home, whatever. They were trying to live their life. It's like all about themselves. So whatever was left behind had to send for themselves. So children are raising themselves. We had different structures in the home before the streetlights came on. You know, but still, you could do a lot of stuff in the daytime. People don't know what you're doing in the daytime <laughs> before the streetlights come on at nighttime. Right. That's all I got to say. Protect your children. I mean, if they think you're overprotective, then so be it. I was with my girls. I was overprotective with my girls. So be it. Just be it. Because it has to be that way. Because people are very sneaky. I'm manipulative, and not saying that all it's all just men as women as well that abuse people as well. Women do the same thing, but you don't know how they were raised. So just watch what's going on, and just be the change that you need to see. Be the change you need to see in this world today. And we're trying to do that right now. All point and Viper Network. Hey, I like that. Oh, sound pretty awesome too. Hey, sound pretty. <laughs> you know, you got me smiling over here. You got me smiling, Queen. He's just crazy. You can hold the line, hold the line. We have another caller on the line real quick. But if you can hold the line, hold the line for a second. Um, Let's take this next caller. Caller, welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Chocolate Show. It's Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point, and special guest co-host tonight, Mr. Automatic Charismatic from Viper Network. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with tonight? What to talk to you about a few things that you said about me as Mrs. Cosby, <laughs> you know. What's I, I going on, bro? Yeah, please. Oh, peace and power. Peace, peace and power. God, we're blessed, King. What's good? Ain't nothing, ain't nothing. You know, just getting off, doing what I do. You know what I mean? But I want to talk to you about the structure of the Cosby show, you know. But, no, but honestly and truthfully, man, 
you know, I it's always said, you know, you got babies raising babies, right? It depends on the baby. You know what I mean? Because I was a childhood father. I was a teenage father. You know what I mean? And my grandparents put that structure in me to say, if I had time to lay there, I better make time to stay there. And I ain't never faulted on that. You know what I mean? It's, it, 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 you gotta, like, you know, like you say, you always say, you know, the village, they burnt down the village. So how do they expect us to raise our kids? You know what I mean? The structure is gone. When we was young boys, everybody, you know, you know, and young ladies, right? Almost anybody and everybody that knew your parents, if you was cutting up, they could straighten you out. We had respect. We got to bring that respect back. You know what I mean? When you, when you, you know, like now as a parent, I understand what, my parents were saying about, I really, I mean, I understand it. I still don't, you know, subscribe to it. But when you used to get a beating and they say it's hurting me more than it's hurting you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because you embarrass them. They got people, now you got people in the street talking about them like, oh, you know, Miss such, such that's her boy. She can't look at him. He's a mess. Can't raise her kids, right? That's, you know what I mean? Now, that, now as a parent, I understand. You know what I mean? But it's crazy. You know, we got to we gotta do better. You know what I mean? We got to reach the youth and some of the grown folks because they don't know how to be adults. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve that, you know, to me, the government, the government put a, put a hold on us. You know what I mean? Right. They got the fathers. They got the fathers out of the household. By saying, look, if you want if you want this assistance, right, we gonna you got to get rid of that man. You know what I mean? Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Unless you know you're not a woman, that. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, see, I wasn't gonna do that. You know what I mean? But it's just a thing of, you know, we got to bring we we got to teach the parents how to be parents. Again, you know what I mean? We teach the parents how to be parents, right, and get these kids out of this, you know, we got to clean up our neighborhoods, period. You know what I mean? Because right. you can't, you can't, the kids can't play outside. You, they can't be a kid anymore. They they stuck in the house. They stuck in a room or in front of a TV. The TV is raising them. The video game is raising them because they can't go outside. And, you know, the girls don't play hopscotch no more. When the last time you seen a, hop, a hopscotch uh, drawn, drawn in the street with the colored chalk? When the last time you seen little girls out there playing double dutch when it's, you know, a nice day outside? They can't because we got to take our communities back. Now, they had drugs and they had drug dealers back in the day. You know what I mean? When they were selling heroin and, and coke and all of that. And we, they had they had drug dealers back in the day, but it was an ethic. It, it was they a had cool yes. Yes. It was yes. a cold. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had now, the now, they, they, like I'm, I'm, listen, I'm gonna put it out there. You know what I mean? I ain't bragging. I ain't boasting. It's some, it's a part of my life that I lived. Yeah, I was the, I was one of them. 
right? But we have rules. You know what I mean? If I walked up on you because we had a problem and it was over some money, not no penny ante stuff, over some money, right? If I seen you with your kid or I seen you with your woman, you got a pass. You right. don't involve no women and no children. And, and no I better not see nobody. And no elderly people. You better not be out there disrespecting nobody elderly. See, we have respect. Right. You know what I mean? But now, man, they don't care if your kid's outside. They don't care if your grandma's on the porch. These these jokers come by shooting, and guns have always been available. But at this rate, the guns are available in the hood. See, you remember when back in the day when people was dying? At first, they were saying cigarettes was cool. You could smoke cigarettes. Then the Surgeon General, they put that label on there, and people started going after the tobacco manufacturers, right? So then they started putting out all this not, you know, all the all the all the right stuff, saying cigarettes and everything is bad for you. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. But well, that was paid the for. They that those commercials, those ads were paid for by the tobacco company. People don't know that though. Oh yeah, yeah. It was that, that was their scapegoat to say, all right, well we warned you. You know what I mean? But see, when 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 these youth are getting injured and dying at the hands of senseless gun violence, we need to come together as a community and start suing the gun manufacturers. Y'all know how many guns y'all making. Y'all know how many guns y'all shipping. And the stores is knowing that these guns have never made it here. They find their way in the street, brand new in the box. So when a child dies senselessly behind gun violence and they find the gun, sue the gun manufacturer. I want to say Make this. them accountable. I, I want to add to your um to what you're saying, Seth. And I, it, it, the other problem is that we can't involve. You know, you black, you hustling, so we can't involve law enforcement in our in our situation because they may shoot you and the one who you reporting. So we got to We got We have a challenge because we can't. We can't. Let's face it. I mean, do y'all brothers agree? Do y'all agree that we can't involve law enforcement into our problems? Oh, you can't ask Mr. Controversy that. He's anti-law enforcement, period. Yeah, I'm anti-law enforcement. I'm anti-law enforcement, but I am all for you get paid to do a job. Do it. Right. Do you remember? You remember when we were children? When we were children, what were we told? If you're lost? or you're in trouble, or you're in danger, find a police officer. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that? Try it now. Now, 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 exactly. All right, like, um, it's been times, okay, it's like it's been times when I walked. I was walking. I was walking home. I got shot by a police officer. He said that, you know, he just said something the way I was walking. And I, I didn't break no laws or anything. I wanted to take my information now. Now, I was scared because if I didn't give him the information, you probably would have shot me. You know what I mean? Because I'm black, you know? And, yes, I do pull a race card on it because this happened to black people too much, too many times. So I'm pulling the race card. Um, and I... 
I don't. Yeah, I, I am anti-law. Anti-law too. I've been harassed by police. I'm now all cops that came to me were jackasses. Some were actually good cops, but I prayed. I prayed. Even when I knew police were coming, I prayed that God, please don't send a jackass to me. Don't send somebody who will try to harm me. Because, man, you know, I've been harassed, mostly uh, white cops. So uh, they do have a job to do. But it seems like if you look at the P-O-L-I, what's P-O-L-I linked to? Politics police, and policy are all P-L-L-I. They all connect. When it comes to our youth, can we tell them to go to a police officer? But there's the way you shoot. You better make sure you ain't got a toy gun. I remember when I, that, that brother that was in Walmart who got shot had a toy gun. Young man had a toy gun. I shot. And he could not hear. His hearing was bad, too. That was a taking. You know? Well, and it got off. Here, here, here's, here's my solution. Um, before we bring the show to a close, here, here's my solution. Um, along with the other solutions that were given. Number one, um, we definitely have to figure a way to rebuild the village so that we could continue to raise our children. Um, mentoring, which is something that On Point does already um, with On Point 360. We got we to gotta make our way into these schools and talk to these children. We can't just wait till we see them on the block because you may not live in their neighborhood. You know what I mean? But schools are all around us, man. For the ones that's not closed, we got to be able to um, get to those schools and speak to those youth. You know what I mean? We have to build with them. We have to give them another sight to see other than the streets that they go home to. You know, um, when we mentor them, we have to teach them. We have to give them culture, educate them on culture, educate them on history, not his story. You know what I mean? We have to... Um, Educate them on values, morals. We have to teach them to set goals, to find things that they love to do or like to do, and teach them how to be entrepreneurs, not laborers, because that's what school is for. School is just to send them there to learn this watered-down education to make them laborers once they hit 18 and train them from 14 to 16 through uh, summer summer jobs and stuff like that. But we need to teach them to be entrepreneurs, teach them how to be free thinkers, right? But free thinkers with a limit to the free. Now, a lot of people say, well, it ain't free if there's limits. No, it's free, but there's limitations on that free because sometimes too much free and get you in the world of trouble. And as DJ Philly Joy stated, we have to go back to the adults and we have to reach them too, which again, On Point does with Back to Basics. DJ Philly Joy, myself, and the On Point team 
get out here and we teach that, that we educate the, the the adults on first time home ownership. Buying a home instead of renting. We have to teach them the family structure and values all over again. Because if the children are young, then the grandparents are young. If the parents are young, then the grandparents are young. So there is a a a let's say a order of operation and how we build rebuild that the village. And it starts with let's get at the youth first because that's who's being attacked and that's who's out there wandering recklessly. Then once they we get to them, then they'll go home and start looking at their parents shaking their head, and now we got to reach to the parents. And we got to speak to them because, believe it or not, if you get to that youth and you start embedding that education in them, they're going to go home talking some stuff, and their parents going to ask questions. Where are you coming in here with that nonsense from? Or where did you learn that from? That's interesting. Either way, they're going to ask a question. And when that question is asked, that's when that child says, I learned it at so-and-so. Now they want to know more about that. So it starts with us. That's, that's my solution. Us educating us, as Automatic Charismatic said, just us. Back to segregation where we are educating our own, where we are building with our own, where we are supporting our own. That don't mean we don't we can't support others or build with others or, you know, we hate others. No, it just means we have to do what we have to do here first. We can't let nobody in our backyard until we clean our own backyard. How are we going to go help the neighbor clean his yard and our yard look a mess? We're not doing that. We got to clean up our yard before we go help the neighbor or invite the neighbor over. We got to make sure our yard is tight. That's my solution. But automatic charismatic, is there any last words? You're our co-host tonight, man. Is there any last words that you want to leave the people with and tell the people how to follow you once again? Yes. Um, I just want to say that it's been an honor and a privilege uh, to do this, so um, and everything that you said is correct. Uh, we, we, uh, as far as the uh, governing our own community program, which is called the Village. Uh, what more? What more can I say? Uh, I feel like this was a phenomenal show, more uh, information type show. Uh, and uh, but I wanted to uh, piggyback on what can't um, believe said that that. There were times when we grew up and we knew that that older adult would check us. You weren't going to do that in front of Mr. Wilson or Mr. Ch- uh, Chalmers, Mr. Whoever, or Mrs. Whoever. You, you weren't going to cuss the person, adult. You know what I mean? If you say a cuss word, you weren't going to cuss the brother an adult. Uh, your, your, um... So we got to get back to the morals. We got to get back. And uh, the thing about uh, children playing outside, it's dangerous right now. 
We really, we cannot, if they play outside, we have to be outside there uh, when they're outside. There was a little boy who was playing with his toy. He was in the street, and the police was rough with the little boy, making a bigger scene than need to be with a black little boy. Because sometimes when, they, when the children outside, law enforcement may intervene. So we, so like I say, you know, we had to take it on ourselves to rebuild the village, um, especially for uh, the black community. Um, it's, it's different with each each community is different. So you know, we just rebuilt that village and uh, and give these uh, parents counseling. They need counseling. We had to, we might have to counsel our own our own people first. I'm always about putting your own first, then going to others second. Even though we all God's people, but every nation is different. But we are all God's people in different nations. I agree. I agree. And people, it is. Um, automatic, automatic, charismatic, like the network. Um, it's been an honor to, to co-host this show with you, brother. Um, I appreciate your support of One Point calling in for the different shows that you're calling on. And before we go out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them out on two things. I'm gonna, I got a song lined up to take them out on, but I want you to go ahead and freestyle a poem, you know what I mean, on this senseless murdering of children, of our children. How, how do we save our babies? Okay, I'll I'll go ahead and do that freestyle. This poem is going to be called There Comes a Time. In this land that we live, if you ever think about the negative and all related that we get situated, remember how the village that's passed, that we teach people to have that class. If we have to govern our own, we cannot disown, we cannot leave people alone. We are like fighting for our life. It's not a surprise in this day of age. It's like the outrage. See, we have to survive on many things. That We already have one strike, so we don't need other strikes to knock us out completely. Remember that these words have be required in everything that has been transpired in this black skin that you are in. Now, everything that you could do that white people can do, well, there are two different things that you can do and other people can do. Even if we call ourselves free, we are not free. So we already have that fight. So now we need to unite and teach, reach out to our children, give them that vision, knowing that even though they had that one strike, they're still special and take their life to another level. So if you have that one strike, you have to work harder than anybody, and you could do it. Love that child. Give that child that ambition. Give that child the ambition. And this day, in this day, that our voices be heard and observed to every bird, we become the big vision for us. It's Miss Automatic Charismatic Little Glenn's Barbara and Drive. 
And, yeah, that's on point. And that being said, y'all, we going home with this. Bang them out. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.